Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Sue. I am so happy to be able to bring to you my wonderful listeners, Dr. Charlie Glickman tonight, author of the book The Ultimate Guide to Prostate Pleasure, Erotic Exploration for Men and Their Partners. Now, this is a subject many of my clients and I discuss. And although I know not a lot of you talk about it openly, there are many, many men who secretly wish their partner would play with them anally. And there's a very good reason why. And it's because it feels so damn good. So this is your chance to call in and ask questions of Dr. Glickman. This is the man who finally wrote the book on prostate play. Thank God. So call in now. Get in the queue. Number is 646-478-3644. And since Joe is not here again... (laughs) Joe seems to be sleeping. Yeah, out. like what's I going do on? have my Ashley here, so I'm not all alone at least. Hello. Hi. I have no idea where he went. He's okay, fallen then. over somewhere. I suppose he's probably I don't know, eating. I have no idea. Hold on, let me see. Did he say? Oh, he said he'll be here in five minutes. Okay, counting now. Oh okay. <laughs> um so hold on a second. I'm just texting him back going, Okay, it would be nice. <laughs> Anyways, um <laughs> feeling the love. Uh, yeah, like seriously. So, um before we get started, obviously, um I want to make mention of the bombings in Boston. Um obviously, everyone feels bad about it. It is so incredibly unnecessary people losing their lives and losing their limbs for no reason. Um What do you think? I think it's a tragedy and I feel really bad for all the families that have lost you know, loved ones and for those that are hurt right now, you know, it's really tough. Well, a lot of these people are, I was watching today, a lot of these people are waking up and um, realizing that they have no legs because obviously the last thing they're going to remember is the blast. They're waking up and then they have, you know, no leg. Mm-hmm. Yay! My Slurpee's here. Um, On a good note. Yeah, really. <laughs> Which is a much better note, but I just and and they're just they're absolutely grateful to be alive. Of course. You know they don't give a damn that they've lost a leg. They don't give a damn about any of it. It's just you know I'm glad to be alive. So. And that's a, that's the way you have to think about it. You know, like I don't know. It is. It is. It's hard, but. But and hopefully we're going to find that out. The nice part is we're also going to be discussing the bombings this Thursday on the Entune show right here on Blog Talk Radio. So if you guys have any theories or you're wondering, you know, you just want to talk about it, that's what we're going to be doing. Um, I haven't told Ms. P that yet. I did email her, but she didn't respond. No one's talking to me right now. Because <laughs> you smell. 
I guess I do. Like, holy cow. Do I offend? Yes, you do. Apparently I do. So, um, but I'm just telling you that that's what we're going to discuss because I've made up my mind. So. <laughs> Pee on that. It's, uh, it, technically, yeah. it's it's my bit on her show, so we're going to discuss what I want. Meow. <laughs> Anyways, the other thing I wanted to discuss very quickly is another tragedy as far as I'm concerned, and that's about Finn Doms and Beyond. For those of you who have never been to the website, you're missing out. Um, it's possible that Goddess Belladonna is going to be closing the site down due to lack of interest. Does not surprise me, unfortunately. It's pathetic. It's sad, but it really doesn't surprise me. I. Everybody wants everything for nothing and wants to put no effort into actually working, and you know that. I mean, oh, look yes, at, I do. And that's not just in, in our world, in our that's community. In everything. That's everywhere. Nobody wants to do it. Now, whether she's going to shut it down is still up to her. She hasn't decided yet, but it's not looking good because, to be totally honest, she's bleeding a lot of money into that site, and it's not really doing anybody any good, so... You know, if that's the way everybody's going to be, then I don't blame her for shutting it down. So if you want it to stay alive, my suggestion would be to head over to Findoms and Beyond and start talking on there. Start having, you know, like the whole point was to have fun with it, and nobody's having fun with it. And on that note, since we're like, this is a heavy negative beginning to the show. I'm very sorry about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, We're not going to be doing shout-outs anymore. No. You know why? This is why. This is (laughs) (laughs) exactly what we just talked about, because nobody gives a crap. So we were doing a lot of shout-outs for a while, and then it just kind of crapped out. So, okay, fine. I said for the last two shows, you got shout-outs. Use it or lose it. You didn't use it, so you're going to lose it. So no more shout-outs. And that's for you guys who I really wanted to, you know, promote your websites and promote your your real-time sessions. And if you're going to be going away, no, nope, nobody wants to do it. That's too bad. So that's fine. We won't be doing that anymore. So um, in light of our subject tonight, Frank asked me, he's an avid listener who I believe is listening right now. Um, Hi, Frank. He asked me to make sure to tell every gentleman listening tonight to please get your prostate checked. This is a man who has already gone through prostate cancer. So, you know, take it from from the mouth of someone who's gone through it and understand, you know, we're talking in your 30s and 40s. Don't Don't think you have to be over 50 to get your prostate checked. You should get it checked even more than that. So, on that note, let's get those phones dialing, 646-478-3644, because I have the distinct pleasure of introducing to you Dr. Charlie Glickman. Hello, Dr. Glickman. Well, hello, Dr. Sue. How are you tonight? Very good. How are you? I'm having a fantastic night. Excellent. Only way to be. I agree. So, tell us what inspired you to write your book. Well, I have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, my book partner, Aislinn Emerzian, it was actually her idea. Uh, she and I used to be co-work. Yeah. Well, she noticed that there were many different books and how-to movies about the G-spot, but mm-hmm. there really wasn't anything that talked about the prostate 
in and of itself. There are right. some books on anal sex for men that mention it, uh, but she decided to start writing the book, and then a few months into the project, she invited me to join her, and I am just thrilled to have been able to be part of this. I, it, that's, I just think it's so cool that a woman actually was the one that said, okay, you know what? There isn't enough out here because it's so true. Like I said, my clients come to me all the time. They want to know about it. I educate them as much as I can about it. There's still such a negative taboo about men playing with their butts, and it's well, so stupid. Really, I, it's crazy. Really, and and it's been an interesting thing, the feedback that we've gotten on the book. A lot of it has been really, really positive. Mm-hmm. But you're right. We've, we've also gotten quite a bit of negative uh, people getting squicked about the whole hygiene and anal sex. But the uh, the telling point is that the level of reaction and shame around it is so much higher than when we're talking about women receiving. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. I have more men, and actually, that was one of the questions that I threw out there. And it's probably one of the the most common questions that I get is, if I play with my ass, does that make me gay? Of course not. Well, and the interesting thing about this, uh, Debbie Herbenick and her team at the Center for Sexual Health Promotion at Indiana University, Mm -hmm. they did a study where they surveyed several thousand gay men about their most recent sexual experience. And it turns out that they reported having anal sex only 37% of the time. Now, I'll acknowledge that probably almost every gay man, if not every gay man, certainly, but the vast majority have tried it just because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of discussion in those circles about it. But that survey really highlights that the stereotype that what gay men do is anal intercourse, it's Mm -hmm. just not true. Um, And I have talked to hundreds, if not thousands, of straight men, bisexual men, men of all orientations who enjoy anal sex. And, you know, enjoying putting something up your butt doesn't change your being attracted to women if you were attracted to women beforehand. Exactly. It's not something that you wake up one morning and go, hmm, I think I'm going to be gay today. Yeah, it's just not how people work. No. No. So you don't have to worry. If you play with your bum, it's not going to make you gay, gentlemen. Please get that through your noggins. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think there's still a lot of guilt. Um, I get a lot of guys who are almost homophobic in the sense of, if I do it, that's going to make me a faggot, so I'm not going to do that. Or the biggest one is, that's an exit only. Well, and I do hear that one quite a bit, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, human bodies are pretty flexible. They're pretty versatile. And it's not really, when I hear people say that it's an exit only, I really see that as uh, grasping for a justification for how they feel. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. again, I don't hear that nearly as often when we're talking about women receiving anal sex. Exactly. So, gentlemen, we really do need to get over this. I am so glad, and I hope everyone who's listening to this, whether it's live right now or whether, you know, it's later on when you guys are listening to the podcast, we really need to get over this. I was teaching this when I had my sex shop, and I got to tell you, it's I've had people come back in. I've had couples, because I was teaching it to couples, 
and I had couples come back in going, oh, my God, you have no idea you saved our marriage, which I think was a little bit overblown, but they were bored, and teaching them something new and finding this spot and realizing that it gives you such an intense orgasm is it, it's over the moon oh, once you figure it out. It's amazing. If there's a reason why they call it the male G-spot. So, mm-hmm. guys, if you've ever been on the giving side of G-spot pleasure for a female partner and seen how incredible that can feel, and, of course, it doesn't work for everybody, but it certainly is something a lot of people enjoy, you know, there's just as much pleasure potential inside your body if you're willing to give it a shot. So what do you say to someone who's listening and thinking, I don't know, you know, I, you know, I mean, really, can it be that much better than sex? Well, you know, it's a different kind of sex. Uh, when we wrote the book, we sent out a couple of surveys, and we heard from and emailed with almost 200 people, men and their partners. And we asked men in particular, uh, what do prostate sensations feel like? What do the orgasms feel like? And what we heard was guys saying things like, you know, my orgasms feel bigger. They happen throughout my entire body. They're not just centered in my penis. Um, I'm able to have multiple orgasms. I can have, you know, I I talked to one guy who was able to have multiple orgasms every couple of minutes for, you know, two hours if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, He he had to stop for, you know, water and snacks every now and then because you burn through a lot of fluids when you're doing this. But, um, you know, there's just a completely different sensation to it. And just to be clear, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with enjoying intercourse or blowjobs or any other kind of sex. Mm-hmm. I really see this as another option on the menu. And exactly. It, you know, it's not taking away, it's adding to. Exactly. And it's giving you just something else. If you guys have never experienced a prostate orgasm, I have been on the phone with gentlemen who I've walked through it and they will literally tell me afterwards they can't believe that they missed out on this for as long as they did. I bet you so, love your job. What's that? I bet you love your job. Sometimes. Sometimes well, it can you know. be a little freaky, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it has its moments. Yeah. But, no, it is. It's very satisfying to know, and I'm sure you hear it whenever you're getting feedback about the book. It's, oh yeah. It's good to know that you're releasing these people in a sense and letting them be free enough to enjoy this. Sometimes all Absolutely. you need to do is give yourself permission to do this. That's really what it is. Absolutely. And and you know, the other thing that I think a lot of guys don't realize is that once you've been on the receiving side of penetrative sex. Okay, so for guys who've never done this before, sex is something that happens outside your body. Right? There's no penetration. It's outside your body. Once you've been on the receiving side of penetration, suddenly you have a much better understanding of how you can be really turned on and totally into it and still need to go slowly. And mm-hmm. I've talked with a lot of men and, and women, too, for that matter, who have said that once they've experienced this, suddenly they become much more attuned lovers because now they understand why their girlfriends or their wives uh, might be really into what they're doing, but still need a lot of foreplay. Um, and so it actually has a lot of potential to give you a 
an embodied experience that makes you a better lover. Um, it's pretty remarkable how often that happens. I've just heard this from dozens and dozens of men and their partners. I think it's awesome, you know, and and this is this is what everybody's got to get through their heads is that it's okay to do it. It is perfectly fine to play with your prostate. Now, let's get into some of the questions. I mean, we've gone through the obvious one, which is that you're not going to become gay. So now how, for example, would someone locate their prostate if they're going to go rectal? How are they going to locate it? Okay, so... Uh Assuming that you already know how to insert a finger comfortably, and we can come back to that if we like, but, you know, lots of lube, using gloves to keep things clean. Um, the prostate is a couple of inches inside the anus towards the front of the body. So if you insert a finger and curl it towards the belly button, uh, what you're looking for is something that feels rounded and has the texture of a ripe plum. Uh, but there's a couple of tricks to know. One is that for a lot of guys, uh, the prostate, you may not be able to find it until he's turned on because what happens is the prostate fills up with fluid that it squeezes out during ejaculation. It's where semen comes from, where, where part of semen comes from. So if he's not turned on to begin with, you might not be able to find it. Um, that's especially true for younger guys. Once we hit about 30 or 35 or so, the prostate tends to get larger on its own and while that can lead to some health issues down the road, it also makes it a lot easier to find because it doesn't contract to the smaller size that it used to. Right. Um, so, it's, so, would they, would they in, in some cases, if, if it's already enlarged, are they going to get a feeling of having to pee? Well, exactly. So one of the things that you might notice is uh, it kind of feels like you need to pee, and nobody knows exactly why that is. Uh, one theory that I think is pretty plausible is that because the prostate surrounds the urethra and it's right below the bladder, when you're massaging it, you're sort of jostling the same nerves that tell you when you have to go to the bathroom. But right. uh, most men find that after they've practiced it a few times, you actually can tell the sensations apart. It just takes a little bit of practice. Um, and and can, a, can a man do this solo? He, you can do it solo. It's a little tricky. It, it depends on how long your arms are and how flexible your wrists are. But if you want to give it a try, uh, put a pillow under your butt so that you kind of curl your, your tailbone up towards the ceiling and then just reach down between your legs. Um, if you have trouble doing it with your fingers, you can use um, a dildo. It works really well. I'm also a big fan of the Aneros products because they're designed for hands-free prostate stimulation. So that makes mm -hmm. it super easy. Um, exactly. So there are toys out there. Understand there's tons of prostate stimulators, just as Dr. Glickman just said. Um, the Eros line is one. There's all kinds of them, though. So you can get yeah. things that make life a lot easier, and especially if you can get them to vibrate, that's even more over the top. Oh, that's a great way to go. Um, and uh, It does the work you do, for you. <laughs> if, if you use a vibrator, though, go for one that's got more of a heavy... Uh, study kind of vibration. Some of the smaller, like, buzzy ones, the higher-pitched buzzy ones, um, they might actually be a little bit too ticklish for the prostate. Right. So you want something... Well, first of all, if you get the ones that are designed for prostate play, they pretty much got it nailed, do they not? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. And that's so just find one like that, yeah. yeah. I know there's Dr. Joel Kaplan has one that's... In, it's just... And the other thing is they're curved, 
So they're meant yes. for you to be able to find that spot. They're brilliant for that reason. But one thing I do want to mention, anything that you insert anally, this doesn't matter, men, women, whoever, uh, you want to make sure that it has a base on it so that it doesn't go all the way inside. Um, Tell because, them why. Well, because uh, if you insert something all the way into the vagina, it's going to come back out on its own. There's nowhere for it to go. But people do sometimes insert vibrators all the way anally, and then it gets lost, and that's a trip to the emergency room. Um, I've got a couple of friends who are ER doctors, and it really does happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so play it safe. Make sure that your toy has a base on it to make sure it doesn't get lost. And, and there's another thing, too, that happens, which is the whole point of anal beads, if you think about it. It, does it not? The sphincter will contract and almost suck it in, anyways, which is the reason why you've got to grab a hold of those rings really quickly, right at the point of orgasm. Yeah, exactly. Although some people, it's interesting. Some people's bodies, when they orgasm, pull in, and then their toys get lost. But I've also talked to some people who, during orgasm, they squeeze out. Uh, mm -hmm. I talked to one woman who had a butt plug in during intercourse, and she was on top. And when she came, she shot the butt plug across the room. Oh, well so, done. So she yeah, was having she, a she good time. <laughs> she thought it was, yeah, she thought it was hilarious. Her boyfriend wasn't so thrilled, but she couldn't stop laughing. So, uh, Her boyfriend but, um, yeah, wasn't thrilled? Jeez. Exactly, you know. But vibrators are great. Massage is great. Um, if you are going to do massage with fingers, make sure your nails are filed really short because you don't want to scratch. Exactly, because then you're going to end yeah. up with fissures and everything else, and that's not fun. That's not fun at all. So, okay, so in the case of a partner, is it not easier for, say, your spouse or your partner to do this for you? Oh, it's a lot easier. Um, you, know, you can get into more positions, plus you can just lie back and relax and enjoy rather than trying to reach and figure everything out for yourself. So uh, it's a really nice thing to be able to do with a partner, and, and lots of couples really endure it. I think that's awesome. And this yeah. is the thing, is you guys really, you know, just remember, whenever we're playing anally, we have to keep um, super clean, okay? We're talking, there's all kinds of things that we don't want to get. So you're going to want to use gloves regardless. You're going to want to use, I always say you should be sticking with a silicone lube. The problem with your water-based lubes is they tend to um, dry out really quickly whereas your silicone oh, yeah. ones are much better for anal play. Yeah, and they've been coming out with some better ones because silicone lubes, uh, some of them are really difficult to clean up because they're waterproof, um, but there are some hybrids like uh, Synergy by Wet Lubricants. It's silicone, but it's also got some water-based ingredients, so you just get in the shower. Oh, cool. And rinse, I didn't even know they came out with that. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, Wet Synergy is a fantastic one for prostate play. So write that down, wet synergy, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's tell people, I, there's another question I threw out there um, on Twitter was, what is pegging? Now, this is getting more into our community. And for those of you who don't know what pegging is, you're just about to find out, but I'm sure you probably know it better as strap-on play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so pegging is when women use strap-on dildos with men on the receiving end. Uh, Dan Savage coined the word in 2001. He noticed that there was no word for this particular sexual act, so he took a reader's poll, and that's what won. So it's been called pegging ever since. Yeah. And uh, I think that's cute. yeah, yeah. We can give Dan Savage credit for that one. 
And uh, pegging can be a lot of fun because you can get sensations with a dildo uh, that are completely different than the sensations that you can get with fingers. And fingers are awesome. But pegging gives you lots more choices. Well, you're getting uh, more penetration from pegging. Like you're getting more of the feeling of being fucked as opposed to just being fingered. Exactly. And you get a lot more uh, anal sensation because the anus is just jam-packed with nerve endings. And a lot of people really like that kind of sensation. So when you combine the two, uh, you're sort of uh, adding to the experience. You're getting prostate and anus. And then throw in a little cock and ball play, and you've got everything all in one combination. And so, ladies, Uh, whenever you're thinking of domination, what do you think you have when you have a gentleman who is completely at your mercy? Think about it. This man is going to love you for life. You've... Control the cock, control the man. And in this yes. particular case, uh, you can't get it any better. No, not really. And and pegging, you know, pegging is a great way if you do want to play with uh, dominance and submission. And I just want to be clear that you don't have to any more than intercourse between a man and a woman. It can be, you know, role-playing, S&M, dominance and submission. Oh, absolutely. Or, or not. Or not, and so you can. Or you can even that. just use the dildo with your hand. You don't, because yeah, I know a lot of women have an issue with wearing a strap on because it makes them feel very masculine, and they don't yeah. like that. Doesn't mean yeah. you can't still grab the vibrator or the dildo and use it with your hand. Not a big deal. Exactly. Exactly. Although you know, some of that sometimes depends on the harness, because a lot of harnesses, you know, they there's these they're leather and they often mm-hmm. look really butch. Um, if you want to find a harness that has a more feminine uh, appearance, check out spare parts harnesses, especially the one called Sasha. Um, It's shaped like these cute little ruffle butt knickers, and then there's these straps that come down for stockings. So it's like a garter belt and a harness. Oh, that's so cute. Who is it that makes that one? It's called the Sasha Harness by Spare Parts. Um, And you can find it. So look that up, you guys. Yeah, you can find it at sex positive stores, Uh, all over the country, or if you want the link to it, um, if you go to our website, prostatepleasureguide.net, you'll see a link on the right side for all of the spare parts harnesses. And they're just beautiful. Um, And it's nice because that way you can have a more feminine appearing harness, which Mm -hmm. sometimes helps people feel more comfortable with pegging. Exactly. So, it just, again, all of these things are changing very rapidly. They didn't have, when I had my shop, they didn't have anything very nice. The sports sheets oh, came no. out with a few nice ones, but it still wasn't quite there yet. So, obviously, these needs are finally being met, which is absolutely fabulous. Yeah, so, it's been really amazing. It's been amazing to see how, and you can tell that the attitudes about prostate play and pegging are changing because the toy companies you know, they only make toys that people buy. That's if nobody right. bought them, they wouldn't make them. So it really shows how attitudes are shifting in some pretty profound ways, which I think is awesome, and I'm glad to be part of that process. It, it's it's absolutely fabulous, and I think, you know, as much as we all hate Fifty Shades of Grey, it has opened this up more. And I realize we're not going on, you know, we're not discussing literary prowess we're simply discussing the fact that it's opened people's minds up so that yeah. they're starting to, you know, branch out a little bit more sexually, and that's never a bad thing. 
So, yeah, it, as someone in the chat room just said, um, it put BDSM in the mainstream. It did to a degree. Yeah. I mean, again, we're going to get into nitpicking, but all it did was it opened up everybody's eyes, and I think that's fabulous because it's letting people know that it's not the big scary thing that everyone thinks it is. So yeah. what do you think like what do you think is different about your book compared to everything uh, else that's out there? Well, there are other books that talk about anal sex um in general and also there are one or two for men. There's the ultimate guide to anal sex for men. But in our book, anal penetration is one chapter because of course we want people to be able to do it comfortably and Ideally, we want it to feel amazing, right? but we focus on the prostate. So we talk about massage and vibrators and positions and toys and pegging and prostate health issues. Uh, we have a whole chapter exploring some of the concerns that men have around masculinity and prostate play. So it really is the first book that covers everything from A to Z. And because we surveyed, you know, like I said, almost 200 people, it wasn't just our personal experiences. Um, one of the things I've noticed about a lot of sex guides is that they often end up talking about what the author likes to do. And Yes, that's to, very true, or their authors, uh, the author's experiences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there certainly are personal experiences included in there, but we wanted to be able to talk about things outside of our personal experiences, and some of our best suggestions came from our survey. So we're deeply grateful to all of the people who responded to our survey and helped us out. So give um, us some tricks. What are some things that some couples can use? Okay, we've gotten over the fact that we're going to insert something. So what are some things that they can do to spice things up? Okay, well, so let's start with massage. You're doing prostate massage. You've got you found the prostate. Um, I'm a big fan of... Uh, Less is more. You know, sometimes people jump to the conclusion, especially with prostate plays, that if a little is good, a lot is better. But mm-hmm. sometimes that's not the case. If you go too much, it can actually be really uncomfortable. So it's actually very so, similar to the clitoris then because you can overstimulate stimulate the clitoris as well. Ab- absolutely. So if, you're, if you've got your finger on the prostate, try tapping it with about as much force as you would type on a keyboard. You know, just that little bit of tapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not very much, but that is a great place to start. Um, and since the prostate is about an inch to an inch and a half across, um, you, know, you can try tapping in different spots. So you tap in one spot for five or ten times, and then you move a little deeper, or you move to the other side, or you move a little shallower. You know, move around from place to place. Uh, to keep the nerves uh, activated, because if you focus on just one spot, they sort of tune out after a while. Um, Some other really favorite strokes, um, you can do circles, and you can do big circles over the entire gland. Uh, You can also do little circles over just one spot. And then the the third really great trick is don't forget to bring his cock into this. Uh, So whatever rhythm you're doing on the prostate, do the same rhythm massaging the head of his cock. And, uh, you know, just a a gentle up and down motion on the head while you're tapping or stroking the prostate is going to drive him wild. Um, What about in the case of prostate milking, which, as we know, we're not taking him to the point of orgasm. We're simply draining the prostate. 
let me say one other thing about his cock, and then I'll come to prostate sure. working, which is that sometimes anal penetration means that he won't have an erection. Um, and it's really common. The reason is that when the muscles in the pelvic floor relax so that you can have penetration, they're not trapping blood inside the penis as much as usual. So uh, it, it is pretty common. Don't take it as a sign that he's not enjoying himself. If his eyes have rolled back in his head and his toes are curling and he's saying, oh, wow, that feels amazing, don't worry if he doesn't have a heart on him. Well, and plus the fact, I mean, remember, you're you're really stimulating a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, give him a break. That's a yeah. lot of, you know, not just physical sensation, but it's also a lot of mental sensation that he's going through, too. And it you can lose focus, too. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. give him a break. There's a lot going on. And like the doctor said, if he's having a good time, don't worry about it. doesn't mean exactly. anything. So, so let's come back to milking. Um Milking, if, if you imagine the prostate as a little sponge and it's filled with these fluids that it produces for ejaculation, you can actually massage the fluid out uh, and it'll come out of the penis. It's this clear fluid. It looks like pre-cum because that is part of what pre-cum is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're basically just wringing out the sponge. And one really great technique to do that um, if you imagine the prostate as a little ball with a tube running down the center of it, uh, what you do is you massage from the right side to the center five or ten times. Then you massage from the left side to the center five or ten times. So you, you've collected all the fluid, and then you massage down the center from top to bottom. So you're wringing out one side, you're wringing out the other, and then you're squeezing all of it out. And uh, that fluid will end up traveling down the urethra and out the penis. And that um, is some, just the seminal fluid. You're not going to get any, necessarily any sperm. Don't obviously, if you don't use that for birth control, but it's you're not right. going to get a lot of sperm out of that simply because it's uh, that's all you're doing is releasing seminal fluid, right? Right. Although there may be some sperm, uh, like if he ejaculated recently, there may be. Yeah, but you can get residuals. I mean, don't yeah. look at it yeah. as any kind of birth control. Whatever you do, exactly. Those exactly. little suckers are everywhere. Yeah, but uh, so it's this clear fluid that comes out, and some people will do that uh, just because they think it's hot, and some people will do it as a you know chastity play, like you know especially mm-hmm. if somebody's locked up in a chastity cage, and you're squeezing the fluids out of the prostate, and sometimes that means that he won't be able to ejaculate for a while because there isn't any fluid left. So uh, you know uh, uh, people do it for different reasons and, and in different ways, but it can be a lot of fun. I think that is t- totally awesome. So remember, ladies, you've got all this control. You can be driving him absolutely mental, so you should be doing it. So totally. let's totally. look oh, and at... One, one other, thing about, one other sure. thing about milking, you'll get more fluid out if he's on his hands and knees because then you're getting a gravity assist. Ah, good one. So yeah. keep that in mind, ladies. If you're going to be doing milking, get him on his hands and knees. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And, and, yeah. Hands and knees or elbows and knees. Elbows and knees is a little more ergonomic. Elbows and knees. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah I've, I've had tendonitis twice. My wrists just can't support my weight for that long when I'm on my hands and knees. So elbows. Planking uh, without straightening your legs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, because the other thing is, you're gonna you're gonna tense up because it's gonna be feeling like really good. Stuff is gonna feel good. So. It's probably better to be on your forearms anyways. It's more stability. 
Exactly. That's a good position. Another really good one for massage or for milking is over the knee, like on a spanking. Mm-hmm. So you you sit down on the couch. Sit down. Put put a towel down on the couch. You sit down on the couch, and then he lays over your lap. And uh, instead of spanking him, you can do prostate massage. Uh, and if you want, you can also put a little bit of silicone lube on his cock and squeeze it between your thighs. So that ah, way, true. Yeah, as he's moving up and down, you can squeeze his cock while you're massaging his prostate. So think about that. I know there's a lot of men out there because I've discussed that particular position, and they would adore oh, having awesome. that done. It's a great absolutely topic. love it. Yeah, it's it's it's. Because you're getting stimulation from every which way. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, so and then you know, if you want to, if you want to, you can use your other hand to spank him, or you take your hand out, take the glove off, spank him for a while, put a fresh glove on, go back inside. It's a really versatile position, and it's really uh, it's easy for lots of different body sizes and shapes. And does this end up? Let's let's talk health wise. Does this end up hurting anyone in the long run, or you know, like how about prostate cancer? Because I know guys would be like, "Well, if we're overstimulating it, it's going to freak out." Well, you know, there's no really good research on the health benefits of prostate massage, but there are some suggestions. Uh, there's a little bit of research to show that massage can help with prostatitis, which is an inflammation of the prostate. Um, there's no evidence to suggest that it's going to hurt anything, and there's some good reasons to suspect that it might actually be helpful. Um, for example, prostate massage can break up um, uh, can, well, can break up biofilms. Biofilms are like when you have bacteria that form a protective cover, like the plaque on your teeth. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we brush our teeth is it breaks up the biofilms so we can get rid of the bacteria. Um, you can have a bacterial infection in your prostate, and prostate massage. Uh, is believed by some people to help break up those biofilms so that your immune system can can get in there and get rid of them. Um, there is absolutely no evidence to suggest that prostate massage uh, increases the risk of prostate cancer or anything like that. And, in fact, uh, massage can actually help because the more familiar you are with prostate sensations, the more you can recognize when you have an irritation or an infection going on. Um, you know, I once got a bacterial prostate infection, and I knew exactly what it was because I could feel it in my prostate. And so I could go into my doctor and say, all right, so I'm feeling this. And mm-hmm. she did some lab work and said, why, yes, here's some antibiotics. And it was so much easier than if I didn't have that self-awareness. So right. there, there's some good reasons for prostate massage. There you go. So yes. it's not only not scary, it's not only not going to kill you from cancer, it's probably going to do you some good. Yeah. And how often is there something that is good for you that feels so amazing? Exactly. So this is, And that's probably another reason why we've got a lot of guilt around it. Every time something feels good, there's guilt involved which is the reason oh, why yeah. I say give yourself permission to have some fun. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Yes. So And, and men can of... come without ever touching their penis. That's something that kind of floors men when they hear that, when it comes to prostate stimulation. That can happen, can it not? For some guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't want guys to get too goal-oriented about that because sometimes I hear from men that they 
are upset that they've never been able to do that. But some guys uh, can come just from prostate massage. Mm. Uh, other guys always need the combination. Um, okay. But it's it's kind of an interesting thing to be able to uh, wh- whether you're whether you're orgasming from cock and prostate or just prostate. Um, the orgasms often feel much bigger, like they're happening throughout your entire body and not just focused in your penis. So uh, it's just this more expansive experience that is really worth trying. And I think I liken it, and and I realize it's very difficult for, for men and women to be able to describe what each one feels, but I do liken that to especially with um, men who enjoy being feminized, they enjoy the idea that that particular orgasm feels more like a female orgasm. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's it really so body-oriented. Exactly. And it really highlights that even though we have this myth about Mars and Venus and that we're opposite sexes and all of that, really we're much more similar than we are different. Um, you know, And so it's important to recognize these similarities because otherwise we have this false idea about what sex can be. And it doesn't, it, understand you guys, there is no rule book. No, not at all. That's not the all. reason why we're, we do this show is to let you guys know that there is no rule book. You're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to experiment and do different things. Well, you so know, what at, would be the, the best... The day, at, at the Go end ahead. of the day, as long as everybody's happy and no one gets hurt. And when exactly. I say no one gets hurt, I mean the, the bad kind of pain, not the fun kind of pain. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. We always have to clarify that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the things that people should do health-wise? So in other words, always wear gloves? So I'm a big fan of gloves uh, for any kind of anal play. They just make everything much neater, much cleaner, when you're done, you take the glove off inside out and throw it out in the trash, and then you don't need to rush to the bathroom to wash up before cuddling. Um, so gloves are great. They also cover up any little rough edges on your fingernails, but uh, you do want to make sure that your nails are nice and short. Uh, women who don't want to shorten their manicures, uh, what you can do is take a cotton ball and pull it into thirds or quarters and then jam the tips uh, jam the cotton ball down into the tips of the glove, and then when you put the glove on, you'll have a little bit of cushioning. Ah, see, you don't have to lose those manicures. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. A lot of people tell me that they're afraid that gloves are going to make it seem too medical, but I've talked to thousands of people about this, and almost everybody says that after they've had a couple of really awesome prostate massages, watching somebody put on gloves actually becomes part of the foreplay. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, work it. Work it. So, so use gloves. Um, I also am a big fan of putting down a towel so that you don't have to worry about lube getting on your sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you are traveling and you don't want to have to carry a towel, you can buy uh, disposable pads. They're called chucks. They're actually sold for uh, incontinence, you know, people who have difficulty holding in urine when they're sleeping. But they're a great you know, put it down on the floor or on the bed, do whatever you're going to do, and then when you're done, you just fold it up and throw it out. So that's a really nice way to keep things clean if you don't have a towel handy. Um, And then uh, never go from 
uh, anal sex to either oral or vaginal sex without changing gloves or washing up because you don't want to give somebody an infection. Exactly. But but it's not that difficult. You know, all of these things. What about are, enemas and stuff? I mean, is that necessary? Well, it depends on what you're doing. Um, if you're doing prostate massage, maybe not. Well, okay, let me, let me back up. Uh, the rectum shouldn't have much left in it after you go to the bathroom unless you have a diet with a lot of greasy food or if you're taking certain medications. Um, you know, normally, if you have good digestion, there really isn't anything left behind, and a lot of people don't bother with enemas. But if it makes you feel more comfortable, there's no reason not to. Um, you know, if it makes you feel more relaxed or your partner is not going to be stressing about it, feel free. Uh, the important thing to know is that you're only rinsing out like six to eight inches of your body. You don't need to go deep. Yeah, so just like a couple of cups of water. Yeah, you don't need to do a colonic. <laughs> no. No, definitely. It's kind of overkill. If you, if you put too much water in, it can hyperstimulate your digestion, and then things actually get messier. There you go, so guys. You, you Don't put wanna, soap in it either. Yeah, no soap. If you want tips for doing enemas, of course, we have a whole section in the book and also on our website, uh, prostatepleasureguide.net. We've got all of the basic info to get you started, and we explain all the tips for doing enemas. And can an enema not be used to stimulate the prostate as well? Well, you could, but you would need to use enough water that you would be stimulating the digestive reflex. Okay. So, um, But having said that, you, know, you might notice some prostate sensations as the water flows in, but that's not generally going to be the main point. So I'm just, the reason why I come up with that is there's a lot of people who are into enema play, and they actually will orgasm as they are releasing. So would that oh, yes. not be would that not be from oh. the water hitting the prostate? Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, for that could be one reason why if folks are doing bigger enemas, as you know, if people who are doing enema play are using enough water, they, they're probably getting some prostate sensation. Uh, actually, do you know? I, I this is an interesting question. How many women orgasm from enema play? Because that would be the way to tell whether it's a prostate thing or an enema. You know thing. what? I don't know. That's a good question. We yeah, need to find research. that out. There's our research. Somebody should tweet that. And actually, um, we have a question in the chat room saying, would coffee enemas work differently than water water enemas? Yeah, because you're talking caffeine and... Don't forget, anything, this is the reason why you have to be careful with enemas. Anything that you're putting directly into the digestive system, into your intestinal tract, is the reason why you don't play with um, alcohol and enemas, because you can kill someone that way. It doesn't, yeah. it takes so tiny an amount, yeah. because you're not going through the full digestive system. You're not going through the stomach and having, you know, the digestive fluids and everything else. It's going straight in and being absorbed directly into the body. So it's very and fast. I do know because some people coffee and like diluted coffee enemas as part of uh, a juice cleanse or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I know that coffee enemas cause um, muscle spasms, which is why they're done for cleanses. But you probably wouldn't want to have anal sex after a coffee enema because you're stimulating your digestion. Exactly. So but, you're probably yeah. going to end up back in the bathroom very shortly anyways. Exactly. So, actually, Mark in the chat room just said, can caffeine be toxic in an enema? 
anything can be toxic in an enema, in an enema if you put in too much. It really can. Yeah, I, I do know one person who uh, was doing an enema with alcohol and uh, put in as much as he would have drunk, like a glass, like the equivalent of a. a That's what people think. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and and he actually went into alcohol poisoning because yep. he hadn't diluted it enough because it goes straight into your bloodstream. So you need to mm-hmm. be really careful with that. Like you're talking, if you do anything with alcohol, and we're not suggesting that you do by any means. Yeah. It's instant drunk. It's not like you're drinking it and you get a little tipsy and you kind of no. It's like you go from straight to drunk. Yeah. Boom. So and that and I think that's the pull of people wanting to do these wine enemas and stuff. But you, it's it's so delicate. Yeah. You have to be so careful because you can kill them. (laughs) Yeah, I don't recommend it. I really no. I don't think it's a good idea either. Yeah. So have we missed anything, Doc? Um, well, one thing that's important to know is that after orgasming, uh, sometimes the, the anus and the pelvic floor tighten up and clamp down. Uh, so if you're using fingers or a dildo, it can really clamp down quite a bit and make removal a little tricky. Okay. Uh, it's less it's less of an issue if you're having anal sex with a penis because penises get smaller on their own. But I, I mention that because afterwards uh, you're going to want to hold still and then uh, be very slow as you pull out and let him like take a couple of deep breaths to be able to relax the muscles so that you can pull out. Because if you just pull right out, you're going to be ending an amazing experience on a sour note. Exactly. But, because and, don't and forget, the, those muscles are tight. So, yeah, yeah that's going to hurt. Exactly. Take it easy. Be nice. Don't yeah, be Yeah, but rough. I think we've covered it all. And, and Yay! of course, if you have any questions, they're always welcome to get in touch with me, too. And remember, you all of Dr. Glickman's links are available on InBedWithDrSue.com. His Twitter is there, his personal website, the Prostate Guide website. All of it's there. You can even pick up his book through Amazon there. So, definitely hit up the website and go and check it out and learn something new, which I hope you guys did tonight. I thank you very much, Dr. Glickman, for being with us. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. It's mm. You have no idea how often this subject comes up, so I was absolutely thrilled to get you on. Well, I was really happy to make it here tonight. Thank you for having me. And thank you for writing the book, seriously. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Glickman. So what did we think? We thought, thought that was... Well, no, you go. No. I thought it was very informative. It was. Yes. I think it's absolutely awesome. It's just, I love getting you guys guests like this where you can learn something. Like, I mean, the cotton balls for nails. Such a good... It's like It's such a simple little thing, but it's, you know what? That's a really smart idea. It is quite... You know, pop those cotton balls in. Now you don't have to go and get your brand new manicure ripped off because you want to insert something with your finger. I just like that. I thought it was really cool. You're gonna so, you going to go try it? I mean, I, I already know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I try it? I already know how to do it. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. So there. Meow. So, it was nice of you to join us, Joe. How are you, Joe? Doing good, doing good. That's good. Why were you late? 
uh, traffic. I'm chastising you publicly. Well, I had traffic issues. <gasps> traffic? There can yes. be no traffic. I'm sorry. Do they not know that, you know, you have a show to do? We need to get you a little red light. We need to get you a cherry. Mm, a little blue light. Oh, you want blue light? Why Isn't blue that light? Just snow removal? No. Why blue? Uh, blue in New York State is a volunteer uh, organization, like a police auxiliary or something like that. A red is actually a police one. So if you're a volunteer fireman, you got blue. If you're a volunteer ambulance corps, you have blue. It's also uh. not a felony to pretend that you're a volunteer fireman where it would be to pretend that you're a policeman. See, now over here it's green. If you are a volunteer firefighter and you are trying to get into the thing, it's green. Well, in, so New York, there you go. in New York, it's a forward-facing blue. It's a real okay, facing so blue. Okay, so Literatrix, our beautiful Angela St. Lawrence, sorry, is is trying desperately to get a question answered here. Um, do, 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 do. She said she would have called in, but she wasn't sure. Always call in. Yeah, don't Don't ever lie. think that, you know... Your question isn't good enough or whatever. Always call in. It doesn't even have to be on what we're talking about. Call in. We don't care. So if there's something you want us to answer, definitely throw it in the chat room right now. While we find Joe a blue light to flash in in his car so that he can get to the show better. (sighs) And what is the number to call in? The number to call in is 646-478-3644. Are you going to call in, Angela? Hold on. That switchboard has been empty all night. And you know what? A couple of people said in the chat room before you got here that they were trying to call through, and um, they couldn't get through that the circuits. Muffy did it. They couldn't get through because it said the circuits were busy. What circuits? Hmm. So it could be that we had people that wanted to call in and couldn't. Um, thank you, Blog Talk. Uh, what else is new? I had no problems getting in. I don't know. So, um, Angela, you can put it in the thing if you have a question. I'm more than happy to answer it before we say nighty night. Uh, I just so. wanted a discussion of the Aneros. Oh, the Aneros. Okay. Aneros. There we go. Aneros is of just a set of toys. They're silicone toys, and they are prostate toys. So they're all based on, they have the curved design to them. And they're actually really cool because most of the Anero stuff has finger grips. Very cool. So they have the finger grips so that you're not going to lose what you're holding. Because sometimes when you're holding a dildo, if there's no balls or, you know, if it's just straight out, you can lose it. You know, Dr. Glickman's not kidding. You can lose stuff in your ass. You're not going to lose it in the vagina because it will eventually come out. The ass, not so much. So it's great from that standpoint. You can get like a bullet vibe or something stuck in a vagina. But it will come come out out eventually. It will. Hmm. It will eventually drop. I know this because I I will go on the record and say that I lost a condom once condom came off and it was in me for two days whoa, whoa. yeah and i was paranoid i was like oh my god 
like how like what am I gonna do? Like I was freaking out. I mean I was trying to crawl up inside my own vagina. It was hilarious. Get, Get it out. And because um, <laughs> it was just creepy. But um, yeah, no, it eventually of- drops. It will eventually drop, and then you can just grab a hold of it and pull it out. You didn't get any, like, uh, pelvic inflammatory disease? No, I was like lucky. That? I was damnably lucky because I was like, if this doesn't come out soon, it's I'm going in. I didn't want to go in and say, can you remove this condom? But I was like, are you kidding me? There's, like, so many things you can get from that. Toxic shock. Mm. So I was having a small pink fit. But it was it was a lesson well learned. I learned that no matter what, what goes in a vagina comes back out. So there you go. But not necessarily your butt. So be careful with your butt. The more you know. Ding. There you go. Uh, I think Joe will be, Joe will be purchasing one of those. And an arrows, yes, do it, Joel. Seriously, um, you can go over to the drsuereview.com, go over to Dr. Sue's perfect pleasures link, and I know we have an arrows in the in the shop there. So. Most definitely. We have that. We have all the new, um, I'm saying it again, as much as you guys hate it, it's there to stay. Yes, the line of toys officially endorsed by E.L. James, the writer of Fifty Shades of Grey. I have those toys, too. Do they come in different sizes? Yes. They come in different lengths. They also come in different widths because they're very similar to um, butt plugs. But the difference is you can take a bullet vibe and insert them into the toy itself. Like there's a hole. Because silicone, something I, something I learned having going to the sex shows, was silicone will vibrate better than latex. So you can put a vibrator against silicone and you will feel that vibe. You put a vibrator against latex, you don't because it doesn't travel well. So, and they're latex toys. Or not latex, they're silicone toys, so they're they're great. And the other part about silicone toys, you can throw them in the dishwasher. I realize that's disgusting for some people, but you can throw them in the dishwasher, which is a great way to sterilize them. And you know, do you really want all around better? Because you're not. If you have a latex allergy, you obviously you know you don't want to be playing with latex toys. Do you really want to throw your butt plug in the dishwasher? It's a lot of people that do. Just saying. They usually what they'll do is they'll put all their toys in and just do a toy run. I mean, they're not going to – I sure as hell hope they're not doing it with the glassware. You know what I mean? Like, But, hey, wouldn't surprise me. I know. I'm not oh, going to go visit Angela's ever again. Angela's throwing dildos in the dishwasher. It's honest to God. If, if it's a silicone, I wouldn't do it if it's latex. It'll break it down. But if it's silicone, it's the best way to sterilize it. So there you go. You've all been taught something. And now you know. Ta-da. Is there like a sizing guide or some sort of recommendation? For what? For toys? Yeah. Always start out small and slowly, gradually get larger. Obviously, please don't grab the largest thing in there and think you can cram it in your butt. Because, you know, like, you do have to kind of grab. That's the whole point of butt plugs. One, it makes a submissive feel submissive when it's inserted, but it's also meant to stretch the anal opening. That's why there's different, there's varying degrees of butt plugs. So you'll have the skinny and then it'll slowly get fatter and fatter and fatter. That's what that is. It's to stretch you. And this is not an episode of Jackass where we try to find the largest and shove it Please, in for yes. a time. 
honest to God, there was a sex shop. Um, Randy used to go to it. There was a sex shop. It was absolutely hilarious, and I never got to see it. They had the world's biggest butt plug, and if you didn't rewind your movies, they made you sit on it. <laughs> it was this thing was like the size of a chair. I mean, it was like huge. <laughs> but it was so cute, though. <laughs> you don't bring the movies back rewound. You had to sit on the butt plug. Mm. So I thought that was cute. Wah, wah, wah. Well, Vanilla Girl, you were a giant drag. You didn't have any questions or nothing. Well, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> the ass thing is freaking Vanilla Girl out? No, I don't care. You were the one that put flowers up your boyfriend's butt. Yeah, I put flowers up my boyfriend's butt. What sort of Did flowers? Did they look cute? I'm I hope kidding. you took a picture. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put flowers up there. Why not? What are flowers going to do? You could be a human vase. <laughs> There's like nothing to know. Sorry. Vaz, I love you, and I know you're listening. We don't mean you. <laughs> okay, no, sorry. I didn't mean that. Vaz, I love you. Don't. I, it, we don't mean we're turning you into a human vase. Not, never mind. A human flower container. <laughs> No, you said Vaz can't go back. I know that's true. I mean, it's... <laughs> poor Vaz. <laughs> oh well, he'll get it. He's probably taking his kids to school right now and missed the whole thing, anyways. Oh, but he'll hear it later. Oh, he will. But yes, no, just yeah, turn him into a human Vaz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now what Definitely. we have to do is we have to we have to stick flowers in Vaz's butt so that he can be a Vaz. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, Boz. Yeah, I'm seeing a Facebook picture on that one. Oh, yeah, if he does do it, we have to do pictures for sure. But don't worry, we're not going to make you do it, Boz. So, anyways, um, that's about it for tonight, you know, like you know. Um, Our next show is April the 30th, when my guest is going to be Steve. Steve has been here before. He did our show on Souls because he's a soul lover. This is going to be a super interesting show. We're going to be discussing Asperger's Syndrome. And Steve has it. Several people in his family have it. And he brought it to my attention. And I thought it would be a really cool show because of it being a form of autism, it means heightened senses. And I want you guys to really learn about it, especially Dom's because you will run into clients who have it. So you need to learn what their limits are, and everybody's going to be different. So definitely tune into that show. I think it's going to be totally awesome. So that's April the 30th right here. This Thursday, again, we're going to be on the Entune show here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, We're going to be discussing the Boston bombings in depth, uh, what sort of individual would do it, conspiracy theories, hopefully a suspect by then, never know. Um, we definitely want to hear your views and theories on the bombings, even though Ms. P doesn't know that we're doing this yet. We're she will now. Th- well, she won't because she doesn't listen to the show. But oh. I, I sent her an email, wah, so wah. we're doing it. <laughs> Tough peewees. Um, so, yeah, Thursday, 10 o'clock, right here, Blog Talk Radio on the Entune Show. Make sure you're here. I want to thank our guest tonight, Dr. Charlie Glickman, for imparting his wisdom, his pearls of wisdom. And I'm telling you, you guys have got to get that book. If you're going to play with your butt, go get the book. And you can get it at inbedwithdrsue.com. Go and check it out. So, 
I'm going to thank everybody who's in the chat room right now, Icy Tricks, and Mark, and Belladonna, and Natasha, and Kitty, and Minxy, and Muffy, and Ryan, and who else have we got? We have um, and Don, and Joel, and Angela. So it's so nice that you guys support this show. I thank you for supporting the show. And hopefully you're going to be still supporting the show at some point. And try to remember you guys. And, and, and as well as thanking everyone in the chat room, I will thank the lovely Miss Ashley Jill before. Otherwise, thank you, thank you. I'll have to sleep with one eye open because right. she'll try and kill me. <clears throat> and thank Joe, of course. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe Joe Beans, for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a remote vibe for you. Really? And it's going to be yes, and I'm going to cram it up your butt. And every time I'm talking to you, I'm going yeah, totally. And I'm going to make it go off, and that way it'll keep you awake. So there. But thank you guys for tuning in. And thank you to you guys who are listening to this later on on the podcast. Thanks for supporting the show. Remember to tell everyone you learned it here in bed with Dr. Sue. And that's it. From my bed. I'm kicking you all out now. I want my covers back. And I'm going to leave you with the smooth sounds of Levert 2. The song, Hey Love. There you go. Night on my naughty muffin. Play nice. Be happy.
Exactly. 